This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team! What's up, what's up, everybody? This your boy, Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World. For those that's new, we are excited to have you here. Today's going to be a special show. But before we get to that good part, make sure that y'all following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vail's World Podcast. If you want to be a little extra, shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmunger.com. Ah, we would love to be a guest. We would love to have guests be featured or whatnot. If you want to sponsor an episode, feel free to hit us up that way. Today we got a special episode. We have my baby sister in the building. And we got some great topics. So, so for all those new people, we're still gonna go with the you know the good read. We're gonna talk about what's popping, and then we got a, a nice little hot topic at the end. So make sure y'all stay tuned to the entire show because this one is going to get good. No further ado, introduce my baby sister, Treasure. (laughs) What's up, y'all? I'm Treasure. I'm Lavelle's baby sister. And like he said, um, I'm 19 years old. Um... Uh, Don't get shot now. (laughs) I just finished my sophomore year of college and pretty happy about that because i'm halfway there um i got a youtube channel <laughs> t-raw tv go go look me up you know i got a couple videos all right that's good she acting shy right now uh, <laughs> but it's all right you know that's what big bro here for um uh, so now we're just gonna you know let the people know how we met <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you met me first, huh? I didn't even know who you was when I was born. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it is. <laughs> and, but as you got older, as you start realizing, like, I was big bruh, just talk about, let's talk about some of the experiences that we had um, when you were younger. So I guess the projects, Peabody's, when we stayed in the Peabody's, if you remember that far. I don't remember none of that. Oh, wow. The last... What's the youngest memory you have of Big Bro? I think the youngest memory I have is when we stayed, whenever you lost that snake, wherever the house that was. When you lost the snake. Yeah. (laughs) Was that across the street from that little big lot? Yep. Yeah, down Down the street from from Dunbar. Dunbar. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time you got mad at me because I forgot to put some bread back. (laughs) You remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do remember um, one time you had woke up 
at like seven o'clock no. at night. And you was like frantic, just running around. I'm like, what's going on? And you put your clothes on and you <laughs> ran all the way to school. And then you was there for like 30 minutes. And mom was like, where church go? Like, I don't know. And then you came back. And he, and he told us that you had ran to school because you thought it was seven o'clock in the morning instead of seven o'clock at night because you end up taking a nap. So I do remember that, and that was hilarious. I know you remember that. I definitely do because I just remember you like your room was across the hall, and you was just looking at me like, and I was I was sad because I loved going to school. Dunbar was the best school, and I remember running down to. Um, the steps and I'm like they won't let me in like I'm late I'm not that late and so I was crying I was like if mama find out that I, I ain't go to school she gonna be mad well it was getting darker um uh, so that was hilarious <laughs> I know I woke up a couple times like that I took a nap and woke up and thought it was the next day so I definitely can relate um I never ran all put on clothes and ran all the way to school uh, so that's a little bit different but you know to each his own school was down the street though so I guess uh, my school was down the street I went to Vashon, so. <laughs> But anywho, um, so now, like, as we got older, what are some of your impressions of me now? Like, let's talk through that. I really don't like you that much. No, just <laughs> I know. Um, no, for real, though. I look at you like my mentor and my... This chair is really annoying. Uh, your yeah. mentor? I look at you like my mentor, like, you know, um, my big brother, obviously. I remember some times where... I felt like, like when we got older, when I got older, um, you always been old to me, but when I got older, I sometimes felt like you was trying to play the role of my father, um, which it took a lot for me to realize that that wasn't, that wasn't true. Like Zenova tell me all the time, like, I'm not your mama, like I'm just your sister. And I had to understand that for you and just see, um, I had to realize that for you and just see like what you was trying to do in my life. And turns out everything you said was true. For instance, like the social media stuff that we always talked about, like don't post this or don't do this or don't say this, like this stuff follows you. Um, I just finished my ice cream, by the way. <laughs> uh, some of this stuff actually new to me. So, you know, anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> I like to add to that. I don't want to get, you know, want to learn a little more. I'm learning. No, for real though. I look at you like, like the best, like, I don't know how to put my words in. I might cry a little bit. I mean, you can cry. Ain't nobody going to see you. <laughs> that's true. I mean, well, you're on your live right now, so. Ain't nobody on here right now. Uh, so that's cool. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't know what this family would be like out of our siblings without you like i look at you as the glue to all of us like if you weren't here there would be no us and i don't know if that's cruel to say or if like you've you've realized that or i don't know but i don't know who i would be if you weren't here that's that's real uh thank you for sharing that um, that's my first time hearing that as well. Uh, <laughs> wow, this might be a very uh, emotional episode. And um, 
to add to that, just, you know, for everyone to know, my relationship with my baby sister, for majority, uh, a lot of, you know, our siblings, we had moments of just being separated. So the earlier age of me, of my teenage years, um, I was raising my baby sister. It was pretty much just us. Uh, my mom, then our mom worked. So I just remember getting home from school in middle school, having to rush home so I can watch my baby sister. And a lot of times I, I didn't like it at all. It was very annoying. I felt like I missed out on a lot of my childhood because I had to raise a baby that I didn't have. Uh, like a lot of teenagers may feel, we 10 years apart. So that's just really the age gap, um, the age difference between us. And by the time she was like three, you know, I was 13 years old and I felt like it was a lot of things I could have been doing, playing basketball, yeah. just outside playing with my friends. But I was always stuck in the house, had to watch my baby sister. And as I got older, it, it made sense. Um, I had an opportunity, for those that don't know, I was also in foster care. So doing her one to three, I believe, I believe I was e either 11 or 12 when I moved back with um, our mom. And I moved with my auntie for a minute and it was, it was beautiful. It was nice. It was peaceful, but I just felt bad that my mom and my baby sister was in the city. So I literally figured out a way to maneuver myself back in the trenches <laughs> just so I can be there for my mom and my baby sister. And even when I had opportunity to go to Southeast Missouri state uh, for, for school, it was another decision I made to stay home so I can help my mom and my baby sister throughout that process. So a lot of my decision-making um, growing up was primarily for my mom and my baby sister because that's all that we had. And then just throughout life, as we continue to get older and stuff, you know, it's times that I probably spend a, a summer with, you know, my dad, sometimes, you know, me and Treasure be with my dad. Sometimes Zenova and Lit Charles would be with uh, my like we was just back and forth our entire life. Uh, so that that was quite interesting, just showing our dynamics. Um, and we moved a lot too, and some was un, you know involuntary. Like we didn't always want to move; we had to move. So right. that was just our our weird life things. And you know, some some things that I noticed that I went through when I was those ages, she kind of went through. And I always tell people my baby sister is the strongest because she went through a lot of stuff that me, Lil Charles, and Zenova went through by herself. Mm. And um, and you know, our, our upbringing wasn't wasn't peaches. And as as we get older, I kind of see what it allowed us to become, which is a beautiful thing. Um, our mom didn't graduate high school because she had our, our older sister, and then she had me, so she ended up dropping out. And it took her, I believe, 2012. Uh, that's when she completed her GED. And that was my sophomore year in college. I took a year and a half off, and then I decided to go back. And because of that, she said that kind of inspired her to go back. And during that time, during all my college years, my baby sister pretty much was going through that process as being a teenager by herself. And that's, you know, that's a lot. That's pivotal especially being in the county school that she was in and had to go through dealing with 
you know, multiculturalism. So it's different type of cultures there that I never experienced. I went to, I was, I'm, I've been in the hood my whole life. I went to St. Louis Public Schools my entire life. So I've just been around black people, <laughs> only black people. Um, so it, it's great seeing a woman that she's become. Uh, I love you. I'm proud of you. Love you too, bro. It's still, <laughs> we, <laughs> still, um, still more growing to go. You the most responsible one. Nineteen, got a credit card, got your own car. Keep finding jobs, and that's honestly, it's more that we can ask for, but it's it's more to grow into. As a nineteen year old with these like with this amount of responsibilities, it's pretty dope, and that's why I really want you on this show doing this episode here, um, so I can share my baby sister with the world. So without all the emotion, is, is there anything else you want to add? Did I miss something? Um, no, but I I do want to touch up on a topic. No, nah, but she do want to touch on. All right. Yeah, no. I said that um, <laughs> on the topic where you said that I had to do a lot of stuff like or go through a lot of stuff on my own. Um, that That's true. I did feel like that because it, it was true. Um, like throughout my high school years, my mom and I we were just on and off. Our relationship was on and off. And I used to always tell my siblings, like, I feel like I'm going through it worse than y'all because y'all not here. Y'all had each other. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. I don't know how y'all did this. Um, so that kind of sucked. But, you know, I was strong. I am strong still. Um, I survived and I had my siblings like Lavelle and Zenova and Jasmine and LaCharles, everyone, all of them, um, to just tell me like the routes to go. And I also saw the do's, I mean, wow. I also saw the wrong and rights and saw which path that I wanted to go. Um, so, yeah. I do have a question. I don't know how you're going to look at your notes for uh, the book. Yeah, me either. I'm just looking at myself. Oh, well, I guess you got to get off your live. Yeah, I'm, get off. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I was thinking that at first. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So for y'all that don't know, my baby sister actually was the first girl wrestler um, to get a scholarship to actually go to college to wrestle from her high school. And what's crazy is that her senior year, um, they decided to, the Missouri Misha decided to have a a girls division in wrestling opposed to having a girls wrestle all the guys which happened for years and some of the guys usually you know forfeit because they didn't want to get beat up by a girl or <laughs> beat up a girl because there's really no win in that it's, it's like okay you beat a girl so and if you get beat it's like oh you got beat by a girl right. <laughs> so it was just kind of weird so her first year she did a lot of sports a lot of us did you know sports in, in high school was more of therapeutic it was something to keep us busy mm-hmm. being at home wasn't always the best um she was also a great student leader she led um with i'm quite sure with a lot of, you know some of her friends um uh, the protest that was going on in her school they were still able to use the black student union or black student classroom yeah. um which i had shared on my facebook and i seen people older people like oh we started that so many years ago that it's great to see it going on uh, so that was dope, man. She is definitely impressive. And it was a lot of stuff that she was doing as a teenager that I know damn well I wasn't doing <laughs> like, at all. But let's go ahead and transition to 
good read. So what book you got for us? What 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 what's what's rocking over there? All right, so the book I got for y'all is called Adorned by Nancy D. Moss. So she wrote this book for older women and younger women to just educate um women, Christian women, um, on how to be a Titus II woman. Um and I did this, I read this book with a group of women. Um, some were in college, some were a little bit older than me, some were in their 30s, some were in their 60s. Um, and the good thing about this book is Nancy asked like four questions in the back of each chapter. Um, questions to younger women and questions to older women. And we just learn about um, like how to submit to your husband, your future husband, um, the importance of pur- purity. Yeah, and self-control and all that stuff. So it's just a good book to just get a reality check. And one of the biggest thing I learned from that book is the word slander. It's different from the word gossip. It enter it it, it's kind of the same thing, but but not really. Um, Slander is actually way worse. And gossiping and sometimes when I see myself talking about people or when I look at somebody weird or when some of my friends come to me about my old school and wrestling and all that stuff I'm like Mm-mm, treasure you no slander and so I want to thank Nancy she probably not gonna hear this <laughs> but if she do shout out to her um yeah because it was just a it's just a good book Right, perfect. Can you say the title again and and the author just in case folks really want to get into it? Adorned by Nancy Demos. All right, so I'll make sure I'm going to share that with y'all in the description. Make sure that y'all follow your boy on Veil's World Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you would like to shoot us an email, you can do that at Podcast at ldmonger.com. If there are some books out there that you want us to look into, feel free to hit us up. I love reading. I love book suggestions. Thinking about starting a book club, a virtual book club, quite soon. So be on the lookout for that. The books sound nice. I might look into it. If those that don't know, um, this year I've really been intentional with finding books with women authors. I think that's great. And it's not about relationships in a sense a thing of that nature mm. it's just sharing the women experience the woman experience um and i think that's important a lot of times we just get sunk and staying in our lane that is we lose out on so many different opportunities so i look forward to doing that and let us know what's popping what's popping treasure so like i said earlier i just finished my sophomore year of college i'm halfway there hopefully um, i don't know how many years i really have left yet but yeah i just finished with the 3.2 this semester Woo. i don't know what i got overall but my freshman year of college i had a 2.8 and so to see like this semester me getting a 3.2 last semester i got a 3.0 um So I'm just happy. I'm proud of myself because out of all the situations, out of all the things that happened, some people wouldn't, you know, finish. And I'm just proud of myself that I'm, you know, I'm getting there and I'm just pushing on. And that's honestly only because of my siblings, though. So, like, thanks to them. All right. Wait before you you sound like you're trying to go over. So can you talk to us real fast about your experience with 
COVID. And how are you schooling now? Yeah, COVID was hard. Um, like Lavelle said, I wrestled my freshman year of college, and I love that sport. That's my favorite sport. It's the first, only sport that I actually fell in love with. And um, when COVID hit, we were actually on our way to nationals. Um, 12 hours away from where I where my school was in Missouri um, to North Dakota, actually. And if you know anything about wrestling, you know you got to cut weight. Um, you got to... You can't eat as much when it comes to competition. And so we, I drove, I didn't drive. I rode the bus for 12 hours um, without eating anything or drinking anything because I was close to my, my weight class, which was 155. I was weighing like 160 at the time. So I had five more pounds to cut. And if I would have ate anything or drunk anything, I would have... I wouldn't have got the chance to compete. So we got there. Um, it's a two-day tournament. And so the first day we get there, it's just a chill day. Cut the weight you need to cut. Um, do all those things and rest. So as soon as we got there, we got a call and said that all the schools were closing in Missouri and that we had to get on a bus, turn back around, and pack all of our stuff up. The next week was, um, what was it? Spring break. The next week was spring break. So we had to pack up our entire room and all that stuff. So that was, that was hard. Cause we worked our butt off the entire year to go to nationals. And you know, it was hard. Um, I went to Texas with my friend and then I left Texas and then I eventually started living with my coach and one of my best friends, Yahira. And I was living with them from April until school started for sophomore year. And then our mom passed away in July. Yeah, so school started. You know, I was kind of prepared. I was happy to go to school. Not really, but I was ready to move around a little bit. Um, Because like I said, I've been there with my coach (laughs) since April. So I was ready to move in my dorm and eventually, you know, have a little fun. And it was the total opposite of that. Um, as soon as I started unpacking my stuff, I felt this weight on my shoulders. I eventually didn't want to be there. Um, eventually just I stopped being treasure for a minute. Um, stopped wanting to hang out with my friends. It was hell week that week um, that I started feeling this way, and I just... Literally, I didn't get out of bed while all my teammates was meeting each other and having fun. I felt sick. I, you know, I just felt, felt numb. And that's when, like, the depression kind of hit me. Um, this was, like, end of August, first week of September. And so I tried to deal with it as much as I could. I had to go to the doctors to get my physical. And she was asking me questions and blah, blah. Doctors just have this little sense, I guess. She brought somebody in. One of the story, they put me on medication, and that just ruined everything way worse than what it was. So by the end of September, yeah, I took so many pills. I took about like 10 of my depression pills, and I was just done with life. Honestly, I felt like I was just... Like here, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I felt like there was just no reason for me to be where I was at. 
and I wanted to see my mom. And I took that many pills and um, went to the hospital and oops, stomach hurt. Went to the hospital and my sister called. Well, I actually called my sisters. I went to sleep after I took those pills and woke up. Didn't expect to wake up, obviously. Woke up and I was freaking out. None of my friends were in the room. And I called my sisters. And actually, I called one of my sisters and she called the other one. Um, the one that was closest to me, actually, I just called her, like, come pick me up, please. Like, I'm freaking out. And my sister kind of sensed what happened, what was going on. I couldn't feel my entire body. I fell off the bed. Like, that's just how I was literally numb this time. Um, so I had to go to the hospital. And um, my sister that lives in Indiana, Zenova, she was just like, oh, no, nah, like, you coming to Indiana. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, you got to. You got to come here, like start packing your stuff up, packed all my stuff up one or two days. And I didn't know how long I was going to be in Indiana with my sister and her husband and my nephew. Um, at first, I was like, oh, I'll be good by, you know, second semester. And then second semester came and I was like, I'm not good. Um, so I just did online classes. Um, continue to do online classes never thought that I could do online classes but I'm actually doing better than I did my freshman year of college yeah that's one hell of I didn't know she was gonna go that deep y'all um, but yeah all of that definitely <laughs> happened um, so in the midst of COVID in the midst of you know our mom dying in the midst of our nephew being born in the midst of having to move Eight hours away? How many hours is it? It's four from St. Louis, but it's like six yeah, so, from the school I was yeah, at. So six from the school and having to figure all that stuff out on the fly. Had to get a computer so she can do the virtual school thing. And completing, you know, this last semester way above uh, expectations. Can't do nothing but be happy for that. That's, that's actually pretty dope. So, you know... That was that was heavy, and I know some more stuff popping, but you know, for the sake of time, <laughs> uh, and I and I actually think it's going to be a great segue to that conversation. And ironically, my baby sister, like two months ago, I don't know when we, you know, when I okayed this trip, I was like, oh yeah, just, just come over. And most of us, because I know she need a break. I know Uriah need a break. I know uh, Zenova and Manny might need a break. Again, it was just like everything's been moving fast. She had a good semester. Um, she was off work now <laughs> uh, for a week as she transitioned to go to her her summer camp job. So I was like, oh, you know, just come to Orlando, chill out, you know, relax a little bit. And she definitely been relaxing and getting all her sleep in. Um, but it's, it's crazy how life works. She actually came on Mother's Day on the night of Mother's Day. So now, you know, that's part of the hot topic. We both experiencing our first Mother's Day uh, without our mom. And again, this this wasn't planned. It's, it, it definitely by design of someone higher up. God. Yeah. And um, so now we're just going to talk about like our experience with Mother's Day. So in the past, uh, what are some memorable Mother's Days that you can think of? Mm. 
I don't remember if this was for her birthday or what, but <coughs> coronavirus. Ew. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember a lot of details. I just know like everyone used to just come together, um, even though we were all like far apart away from each other we all just used to come together and be like oh we're gonna buy mom this like just something slight to make her to make her smile um that's honestly all i can and that's great because that's what we've been doing especially since we got older and everyone it, it was a point that we had my little brother was in nashville i was wherever i was zanova was in Maryville, which is Northwest Missouri State. That's where she went for college. We was all over. Then I moved to Florida. And, like, only person was there was Treasure and our older sister. So, yeah, we definitely was all over. Uh, for me, I be, you know, one of the things that I remember, and I remember this because she actually still had it, which was odd. So, in sixth grade, I made, we had industrial arts. This is one of the last years they actually had industrial arts. And I made her a little key. I don't know what to call it, but it was leather and that was you. Yeah. And it was like this little hammer thing. We had to warm it up and then beat it and it put letters in it. And I spelled her name and I made that in sixth grade and she had it for hells. Mm -hmm. Like I'm quite sure it probably was still in that house. Like she never lost that thing. I don't know how it didn't break, <laughs> but she literally had that. That's one of the longest items that I can say she had. It made it through so many different moves, floods, evictions, okay. all type of stuff. Uh, so she definitely kept that. And that's why it's one of the most memorable thing, you know, things for me because she kept it for so long. And knowing my mom, she ain't keep a lot of stuff, mm -mm. Uh, especially for, you know, for that long. That was 2001, 2003-ish. I mean, between 2001, 2003 when I was in middle school. So that was great. And then as we got older, like she said, we typically put some stuff together, made sure that we gave her something, gave her a phone call if we wasn't blocked. <laughs> That's the important part, if we wasn't blocked. Um, and now we can kind of like talk about like how was – this Mother's Day, not being able to text, not being able to call, not being able to pull up and just say happy Mother's Day. And, and like, how was that for you? Man, it was it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I actually didn't know when Mother's Day was. I guess I kind of just pushed it in the back of my head. So when I actually realized that Mother's Day was on the ninth, I didn't have time to prepare for it. And I woke up crying like it was hard. Um, we went to church that day, my sister and I and her husband. Um, it was, I don't know, I just, I keep saying it was hard. The worst part about it, though, was seeing my sister cry. My sister and I don't really talk about our mom all the time. Um, most of the time it's when she's walking in on me and I'm trying to hide my tears. <laughs> but she doesn't really, you know, talk about how she feels. Um, I also don't ask a lot of times. And so just seeing her, like, cry in my arms and crying on my shoulder and we were both just tearing up, um, it was comforting, but it was also so hard for me to, deal with I guess and it's it's extremely harder on her because 
she's and we're talking about Zenova here. You know, she just had Uriah. Um, so she's a mother. This is her first Mother's Day as being a mom. But also grieving the fact that this is her first Mother's Day without our mom. And so I didn't know how to be there for her. I didn't know what to what to do. That That's what made it harder for me. Um, Yeah. yeah. All right, so you can breathe a little bit. Sound like you wanted to tear up just a tad bit. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little space so you can breathe. Uh, for me, the same. I didn't know when Mother's Day was. Uh, I remember having a, a Zoom little meetup with some guys. Uh, thank, thank you, Mike, for setting that up. And one of the things that, you know, one of the guys was actually a therapist, and one of the things he mentioned was, preparing yourself and allowing yourself to get you know get get the space and that that's something that I wasn't doing I remember you know around holidays my birthday it, things were just going and then I literally just really being that space was like dang and I didn't know exactly where I was coming from and a lot of it was because I wasn't preparing myself for that moment uh, so he suggested like yeah Mother's Day he ain't say the day but he's like Mother's Day make sure you put some time away so you can be a be by yourself so you can be prepared for whatever emotions that may come out. He's like, the last thing you want to do is be in a club at brunch chilling and then you just in there boohooing because a song come on <laughs> that makes you remember uh, your mom. And and honestly, that's what that's what was happening. I'd be cool. I'm driving around, especially when I visit St. Louis, I'm driving around. I drive past something that allows me to remember my mom and I get in a deep moment. I listen to a song, listen, look at you know some type of video, some type of movie, and I start thinking about my mom, and it it, it hit and it hurt. So again, with even with Treasure, we didn't know Mother's Day. I I know I was probably ignoring it on purpose, although I was mentally prepared to let myself get some space on this day. I didn't know when it was until like Monday, and everybody started talking about Mother's Day sales and all this other stuff. I'm like, when is Mother? I'm like, oh, this is next right. week. Uh, like, oh, this is Sunday. And and one of the things that really uh, it annoyed me is that I was waking up at seven. You know, I woke up at seven in the morning. I had an actual event the Saturday before in Miami. I woke up at seven in the morning, and people was assuming that they understood and knew how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I was like. No, I just woke up. I ain't had time to process nothing. Like I don't feel. I know this is really hard for you. Like I know they were trying to be nice, but it was it was annoying because it's like just ask me how I'm feeling. Like ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. And honestly, at seven o'clock in the morning, I wasn't feeling nothing. I was just waking up. <laughs> so it was a lot of that going on. And I decided just to just make a status so when people see it, you know, they can have an idea of how to support me in this moment. Right. I think that's the important part. People assume that you want to be supported in the type of way. And if you never explain to them how you want to be supported, they're just going to support you in a in, in the sense of how they feel like they'll want to be supported in the time and in that moment. So okay. I just had to share whoever, you know, seen it, they seen it. Uh, thank everybody uh, that sent sent over lunch money and well wishes and had conversation that wasn't centered around my mom. Um, that truly helped because talking about my mom on Mother's Day with all these other emotions going on wasn't going to help the situation for me. And I was already dealing with, I had a three hour drive from Miami back to Orlando. And that was the time that I needed. I honestly remember, I, 
I don't even think I play music. <laughs> I don't think I play nothing. I just drove and really allow myself to feel. I tell everybody I have internal te tears so I can cry without crying or like looking like I'm crying. And a lot of that is just, just came with emotional awareness and things of that nature. It's, it's not me repressing my tears just now. It's become a norm. So I felt the sadness. I felt the grief. I felt all of that. And I knew at the end of the day I was going to see my baby sister. So that also made me happy and making sure that she can keep her mind off of it because she got to focus on traveling. But then also knowing that when she made it to Orlando that everything was going to be good. Uh, so Mother's Day definitely was, um, I'm glad I was more prepared than I was for my birthday, for New Year's, for Christmas, that that first Thanksgiving, all these first, you know, her first, you know, her birthday um, and things of that nature. Uh, believe a biggest part of just having that support system. You've been here for like two days. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So you've been here for like two days, and um, I'm glad you're here. I I love that you're here. Uh, we got the house. We got our feet done. Uh, well, a pedicure. Then you got your toenails repainted. <laughs> and today we just went to Wild Florida. So being able to experience these things with my baby sisters has been everything to me. And honestly, I think it's been like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember Valentine's Day. Uh, actually, I remember Mama Mama got jealous one day because um, I think I bought you a big old teddy bear. Yeah. And she, and she wanted something. I was like, you got a man. Like, <laughs> that's, that's my thought. It's I, some flowers. <laughs> I tell her, like, any woman in my life, they know that once you get a man... That's his job. Like, I'm not, what, like, what you, like, huh? And if you need something, have your man call me an ex. That's just how, that's just how I rock. So that was the same thing with my mama, <laughs> same thing with my aunts, same thing with my grandmother, same thing with my sisters, and same thing with my homegirls as well. Because that's, you know, I believe it's right. If a man call and ask me for something, you, you must really need it. And that is out there. And that's something that, you know, my, my mom, you know, she kind of, then our mom, she kind of <laughs> put in my head at a young age. It was like, if you got a man, you supposed to ask your man. <laughs> but, you know, I also felt like it was times when I was growing up that mom thought or treated me like I was her man. I'm like, whoa, whoa, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you talking about, you got a whole man right there. And um, so, so Mother's Day definitely started off kind of rocky. But again, like you said, the support, you know, yeah. people seeing that 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 Facebook status and really dived into it, and that's how they kind of came into the space and and supported me. So I'm I'm not the, oh you feel okay you feel sad man I know it's hard I'm like no it, it wasn't yeah. <laughs> it wasn't hard at all. Um, you calling me is annoying me right now that I'm yeah. that's gonna make it hard on you because I ain't got time for all that. Um. So yeah, Mother's Day. I don't know how this Mother's Day would have been without you coming. Um, I'm glad my baby sister actually came. Support, you know, salute all the mothers out there. Salute Zenoa. She's been a mama for almost a whole year now. That's crazy. Hey. Mm. Anything else you want to say about Mother's Day before we wrap it up? Yeah, actually, I just want to go back to the part you said about like the post and status you made on Facebook and how you told people uh, what kind of support you needed. I didn't do that. Let me just say mm -hmm. that. I didn't do that. And I'm learning. Like even you just saying that, like reminding me like, dang, I need to check myself. I blocked a couple people on social media 
that day because like my two best friends that I have, I'm like, I just felt some type of way because no one said something to me, but people also did text me at the end of the day and was like, I waited until 12 o'clock to say something because I didn't know if you wanted to be talked to or not. And I'm like, dang, actually all I did was want for somebody to, you know, reach out to me that I'm like friends with besides <laughs> family. Um, and now I have to go talk to them and have a conversation with them and be like, hey, this is how I need to be supported. Um, Mother's Day, this is how I felt. So I just want to say that was a, that was a good reminder for me. I know that you know that's what I do, man. You know, all right, all right, life all right. coach out here. We'll talk to y'all later. Big I'm homie. <laughs> Big homie out here. But now it's real, um, especially for moments like this. No one is it's always uh eggshell. You know, you don't know what mind you might step on and someone just explode on you. You're like, Oh, I, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to support <laughs> but you know, I always look internal, figure out what can I do to resolve this before it become a big issue. And I think I wrote that at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Cause once I once I woke up to these text messages, I was like, "Yeah, we we not about to do this." Um, <laughs> and then I had to, I told the people that text me, you know, better here are some ways to kind of support me through this moment, and hopefully they just know that moving forward, any type of holiday, um, mm-hmm. that hey, this is how Lavelle said he liked to be supported, so let's support him in this way, so you don't have to act. Sometimes just doing, sometimes just a phone call, sometimes just hey man, lunch on me, hey drink on me. Uh, sometimes just calling, hey man, how life doing? Are you straight? All right, cool. How's work? <laughs> like, all yeah. right, cool. And it don't have to be too long, but like you said, we all want to be supported and are just talked to, especially in those times. Ah, <sighs> so yeah, that was our first Mother's Day without without mom. Uh, I know I keep my, I forget it's a uh, unk. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I actually opened it to see if it was ashes in there, just to see. <laughs> Um, uh, if anyone ever noticed, like I, I keep my mom on me all the time. I used to take it off when I used to work out and take a shower, but I, I found out that it doesn't tarnish in the shower or it don't break <laughs> when I work out and I found out ways to work out. So when I'm running, when I'm working out, when I'm in the shower, when I'm taking pictures, when I'm taking videos, whatever I'm doing, when I'm speaking, when I'm doing these podcast episodes, I always have my mom with me. And that's the most important part um, that I, that I have. And yeah, that's today's episode. Let them know where they can find you at. Y'all can find me on Instagram at dang. That's my Instagram. Yeah, you said they're pretty happy. <laughs> and just dropped it. Yep. Treasure T R R E A S U R R E. May sound confusing. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel at T Raw TV. Yeah. That's it. All yeah. right, cool. And y'all already know what it is. Veils World Podcast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure y'all follow. Make sure y'all communicate. Make sure y'all like my pictures. Make sure y'all talk stuff because I'm always on Twitter talking stuff. Yeah. Join the conversation. If you want to be a sponsor, if you want to have me guest on an episode, you want to be a guest on an episode, hit us up at Veils World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Stay tuned. We got some special stuff coming up real soon. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Veils World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, 
email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.